Okay. Hey, how's it going? I got in here to record this, and my computer said that I needed to run an update. Couldn't get anything going on the internet, so I fiddled around. I tried to just restart it, and it said, uh, update and restart. And I figured, oh, that'll take like 10 minutes, no problem. And it's still going. So I had to find another place where I could record this. And it's taken me forever in the day to get set up. But going to dive in here in just a couple minutes. And today, out of the hat, I picked fun food and things to do in Vegas. I won't share the name of the person who sent this unless they want me to. The last person, I got back to them, sent them a note for episode one, said, hey, do you want me to share your name? I think they were embarrassed. They they said, oh, you know, thanks for thanks for doing my topic. Really appreciate it. But I checked how many clicks I had on the podcast, and it was a whopping three. Let me check right now and just see how many we're up to on episode one. It's not easy to type and talk at the same time if you've never done that. Uh, fun fact. So let's just see uh, what we've got here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, no, I... Stupid. I know this is my podcast. Now I have to try to log in. That's going to be even more fun. Uh, da, 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 da. Hold on. Just give me a second, everybody. Bear with me. Doing my best here. It's funny. I heard a Kesha song today that had all that kind of Mario theme going on with it. Let's just see. Let's see. Why can't I see? Let's go to here. Maybe this will show me how many we're up to. And, of course, it doesn't. Why would it show me how many clicks I'm up to? Oh, hey, four! Thank you, other person who tuned in. I appreciate it. I really do. Um, I don't care if one person listens to this or one million. I'm just doing it to have some fun. Um, But I do hope that you guys get to check it out because you're sending me ideas. So it's really something that I'm doing, yes, to kind of get myself back into the flow of things here and have some fun, but also to give you something enjoyable to listen to. So haven't monologued in a long time. And usually when I would do that, I would do it on the radio for eight to 10 minutes at a pop. And then I'd get to take a break for a few minutes. But today... Uh, podcast, uh, no breaks. So we're just going to see how long I can go here and talk about fun food and things to do in Vegas. I've got all sorts of stuff open here on the computer and and some stories that I'll work through as well. And we'll go from there. One more thing I want to mention real quick before I give you episode two. I've done a podcast a number of years ago. I started up a podcast called Everyone Eats with my good buddy, Rob Petrillo, who used to work with me here at KTAR. And him and I are bringing that podcast back, and it's all about, you know, affordable eats for people like you and me. Meals for 20 bucks or less, fast food, fast cash, you know, sit-down places where you're not going to pay an arm and a leg. And 
This is the kind of content that you would hear on Everyone Eats, but but Rob isn't here with me. I'm doing out of the hat all on my own. But if you want to hear me talk more about food and you want to hear me do it with somebody who I highly enjoy, who looks at life a little bit differently from me, but him and I highly respect each other, you should check out Everyone Eats, the podcast that we do on his Speaking of Nothing podcast network. And a brand new episode. Rob and I haven't done one of these in, gosh, four or five years is going to be dropping in a week or two. He's going to have it. And if you want to hear some of our old episodes, you can check out his Speaking of Nothing podcast. And you'll get to hear him and I talk all about food in, you know, 30 minutes or less for the most part. And uh, you'll hear some of our other good buds and cast of characters on Everyone Eats on his Speaking of Nothing network. All right. Here's Out of the Hat, episode two. Episode 2, Out of the Hat, Fun Food and Things to Do in Vegas. And I go to Vegas several times a year. It's one of my favorite places to go other than my home back in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where I get to spend time with my parents and check out U of M, Michigan, go to basketball games, football games, all sorts of stun, 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 stun fuff when I go back there. But Vegas, I try to go, gosh, three, four times a year. I've been for March Madness before. I've been on some games. It was not cheap then to go and do that. The Pac-12 tournament, I went a few years ago. Now that's played um, at the uh, T-Mobile Arena there and might go up for a game or two this year. We're going to have to see. But we're going to dive in with restaurants first my favorite restaurants to check out in Vegas. So let's talk about one where I've only been one time, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was called The Pepper Mill. It is on Vegas Boulevard, and it's at 2985 Las Vegas Boulevard South. So it's kind of, there's down by a Denny's there. The Riviera used to be pretty nearby. Um, I don't have great directions in terms of uh, to get you there. But 2985 Las Vegas Boulevard, South Las Vegas is where it's at. There's there's not a ton of, you know, popular landmarks nearby. A Ross Dress for Less, there's a McDonald's not too far away and a Denny's. Uh, but what did I love about the Pepper Mill? It was just something different and it's very Vegas. You can gamble right inside. They've got a ton of awesome food to check out. Some of my favorite stuff. I had all the menus open here, and then conveniently, they closed on me. Um, when I went, I got breakfast. It served 24 hours a day there, which is nice. I, I heard about it on another podcast where they mentioned, and they were like, oh, you got to get the chicken strips. And I'm like, come on. The chicken strips? Like, you can get chicken strips anywhere. Um You can't get breakfast 24 hours anywhere. So I went with breakfast when I was there. I'm pretty sure 
I had this concoction called Munch's Breakfast, which is sautéed peppers, onions, sausage, mushrooms, and tomatoes, stirred into uh, hash browns topped with three eggs, any style, and finished with cheddar and jack cheeses with toast or a muffin. Ran me just under 17 bucks. I should warn you, I love places that have big menus and lots of options. It's rare that I go to a place in Vegas that's like, we have four selections and one special. Uh, not really my my kind of thing. So they do have uh, a ton of soups and salads as well. And they've got sandwiches, burgers, steaks, lots of entrees, everything from, you know, filets, salmon, pork ribs, chicken Dijon, fish and chips. They got a senior's menu and a menu for kids, chicken Parmesan. You name it, the Pepper Mill has it. So I highly recommend you check them out. One of the first places I ever went in Vegas, I haven't been in a few years, is called Nora's Italian Cuisine, and they are at 5780 West Flamingo Road, and what I enjoyed about it is it's just kind of, uh, it's authentic Italian, but it's also a taste of Vegas, is how I would describe it. It's not on the Strip, and... Here's my my big gripe with eating on the Strip. If you go on the Strip, you're going to be paying a premium to eat there. So a lot of times I will go off the Strip when I'm going to eat. Now, Nora's, you're still going to pay a good price for the food. But to me, it was worth it. And I'm not an Italian food snob. They've got, you know, all the classics, eggplant, parmigiana, you know, veal, lasagna, all the, you know, the regular... Italian dishes that you can think of, uh, you know, veal parmesan, salmon piccata, grilled filet. They've got it all there. Um, but what I liked about them is it was authentic Italian and it was off the strip and it's not an olive garden. And don't get me wrong, I love olive garden because I, I have the pasta pass and I try to score that every year. But Nora's was just a little bit different and I enjoyed them quite a bit as well. A place I want to go where I haven't been Carbone in Aria. Now, I know it's expensive. And somebody actually gave me a gift card for M, uh, for M Life Properties or MGM Properties. And I plan to use that and go to Carbone. And as I look at their menu right now, it's got the big four stars next to it, which means you know you're paying a hefty price to get in there. And they actually have a dress code as well, business casual. So if I go, I can't wear, you know, my my chartreuse hoodie that I love to wear everywhere I go in Arizona in the winter. Um, Carbone, another Italian place. And I just think that it would be a little bit fancier. Now, am I going to get the octopus when I go there? No, no, I am not. Am, am I going to get the Beats Siciliana? Doubtful. But I, I'm looking forward to trying it, and it looks like, you know, a nice upscale place to go. I've heard a lot of good things as well from other podcasts. So Carbone, that is on the strip. It's in the area, another place that I'll definitely be checking out. One of my friend's favorites, we've been there for uh, bachelor parties. Uh, I go almost every time I go, and I'll tell you it's my favorite Chinese place in Vegas, but 
to me, it's not substantially better than Chinese food that you would get other places, but it has won awards. It's won Best of Vegas uh, a couple times. It's called Joyful House, 4601 Spring Mountain Road. And it's uh, it's kind of in the heart of Chinatown. There's like a, a foot rub place that I always joke with my friends. Uh, looks like a seedy establishment nearby that may have actually went out of business. Um so when I go to Joyful House now, I try to experiment a little bit. And I'm not the most crazy when it comes to Chinese food. Usually I'm I'm pretty tame. I'll get like a chicken dish. But what Joyful House has is, again, huge menu. Um, so I'll go a little different with the soups. They've got, uh, as I look at the menu right now, Mushroom egg flour soup, spicy hot and sour soup, wonton soup, sweet corn chowder and minced chicken, sea, uh, seaweed tofu chowder, uh, West Lake egg flour chowder and minced beef, seafood war wonton soup, sizzling seafood rice soup, assorted seafood tofu soup, supreme seafood chowder, and the house soup of the day. So they don't mess around at Joyful House. Uh, big, big menu. And my buddy... And I have a joke that he always will order the house chicken. And he he and I joke about this because he means to order the sesame chicken. And yet, for some reason, every time we go there, um, he seems to think it's the house chicken. It's not the house chicken. House chicken is like the kind of chicken that like you would get at a Costco for like six bucks. That's that's not what you want if you go there. The the sesame chicken is very, very good. Um, I'm not sure, if, as, as I do this, I realize I've never really done a podcast where I'm monologuing and focused on a computer while I'm also trying to talk, and it's throwing me off just a little bit. So if if I take some pauses and chill for a minute, just know that I'm I'm not stroking out or anything, guys. I'm just trying to gather my thoughts as I process the computer screen in front of me and keep talking to you. So the Sesame Chicken, a good go-to at Joyful House. And again, they have a huge menu. Um, Try to bring it up here and check it out. So I'm just going to read off some of the general selections. Appetizers, the soups that I ran through. Uh, Live seafood. They have these uh, tanks of seafood as well. You can get live seafood. Scallops, oysters and clams, shrimp, fish, the clay pot. Now, I don't know exactly what the clay pot is. So if you go down that road and the clay pot sucks, that's on you. That's not on me. Uh, Beef, pork, poultry, vegetables and tofu, noodles, fried rice, then you got your cold drinks and your desserts. So Joyful House, if you enjoy Chinese food, certainly a place to check out. Um, again, it's it's off the strip, so you're not going to be paying that premium. I'd say it's pretty standard price. You're going to get away from there if you just go in and get a meal for around uh, 20 bucks, and then, you know, include the tip. If you want to get an appetizer, you want to get soup, uh, you want to get dessert, you want to get fancy, sure, you can run it up to 40, 50 bucks a piece, no problem. But I would argue that it's worth it. I'm not going to throw out places that suck here. I'm telling you the places that I go most of the time when I go out to Vegas. Uh, Blueberry Hill. Have I told you I love breakfast? It's my favorite meal of the day. And 
I go to Blueberry Hill off the Strip. There's a few different locations. Um, the ones I typically go to, there's two on Flamingo Road. One at 1505 East Flamingo, one at 3790 East Flamingo. Then there's also one 4875 West Flamingo, then 1280 South Decatur Boulevard. I stick with those ones on Flamingo for the most part. I want to say the one at 1505 East Flamingo is usually the one that I end up at. Um, but I'm not great with the map. I usually just, I when I'm on the strip, I just pull up whichever one's closest, and that's where I go. So Blueberry Hill, huge breakfast menu. That's what you need to know about them. And since I love breakfast, that's what I like to get when I go. And I sometimes will be boring and just get an omelet. And uh, their omelets, as I recall, also come with a muffin. And who doesn't love a blueberry muffin with breakfast? That's delicious. They've got all the standard breakfast fare, everything from pancakes to crepes, eggs benedict, omelets, biscuits and gravy, French toast. Uh, When you walk in immediately on the left at the one that I go to, They've got these like fresh like cakes and cheesecakes. You can buy the whole dang thing. Uh, you can get lunch as well. I don't think they're actually open for dinner. Let me just see what they say. Go to our locations page. Yeah, okay, I did that. Um, so a couple of them are 24-7, and the others they say are 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. So... Some of them actually are open all the time. I thought they were actually only a breakfast and lunch place, but they are open a little longer than that. So I recommend you check them out as well. And every place in Vegas, you're going to pay a little bit more than what you're going to pay wherever you're from, just because most people who go there are tourists. So you have to expect to pay a little bit extra. But to me, well worth it. Uh, That is is the food places that I like to go to. Let's see what else I can find for food here because I did pull up a couple other things. Buffets, of course. Um, when I go to buffets, again, generally breakfast. So if I'm not going to do it for breakfast, um, I'm probably not going to go to the buffet. I have been to the Rio's buffet not for breakfast before, and I found that to be excellent. That is called Carnival World and Seafood Buffet. It's inside the Rio. I thought that was very good. There's a lot of different stations. And when I just did a Google a while ago of the top 10 buffets, it was on there. So if you want to do you know, lunch, dinner, I suggest Carnival. Pretty dang good go-to there. They've got a teppanyaki station. You can check that out. The top buffets on the top 10 buffets list, I have not been to. I have not been to Wicked Spoon inside of the Cosmopolitan, and I have not been to Bacchanal at Caesars or Studio B inside the M Resort. But then the next several I have been to. The Bellagio Buffet for breakfast, it's my favorite. They've got Everything that you come to expect when it comes to breakfast, and it's just, it's very nicely done. Um, as I recall, breakfast there will run you about 25 bucks, but it's really good. They've got the Nutella parfait there that is delicious, um, and it, it's not, you know, just, you know, eggs, 
French toast, uh, pancakes, waffles. They they put a little bit of a, a nice extra touch on it um, at the Bellagio. Now, another one that I like to hit is the buffet at the Aria. But I will tell you, the first time I went, it was the best. They had this, this breakfast hash that was like tots. So you get um, a tater tot, but then it also had cheese, and it had some like uh, a little bit of a cream to it, and a, I want to say bacon even, and it was really really good. But subsequent times that I've went back to the buffet at the Aria, they didn't have that, and they've went more foo foo with what they serve up, and I'm I'm talking like uh, like uh, grass shakes and stuff that you can like shoot for breakfast now i've never uh drank is it drank grass or ate grass i guess you can do either one but this is like uh blended up in like a shake and it looks green and to me kind of gross um i've never tried that the nice thing about the aria is they do cater to more of an international crowd so if you want chinese food for your like brunch slash breakfast they've got it you can get it there but if you just want a breakfast and you don't want to pay uh, 30 bucks or, you know, 25 bucks, you probably want to go someplace else because the, the Aria Buffet is pricey. And I would say I find a lot of the options there to just be a little out of my, my eating comfort zone. Uh, some of the others on this list of the best buffets that I've been to include, uh, already mentioned, uh, the Bellagio Buffet, Carnival, uh, the Paris Buffet. They have a crepe station, which is really, really good if you want uh, a crepe and you want them to make it right in front of you right there. Uh, the made-to-order crepe station is really good, and they highlight that here as well. Um, have not been to Feast Around the World Buffet. That's at Green Valley Ranch. Cravings at the Mirage I've been to. I'm going to tell you it's pretty standard when you talk buffet fare. Uh, nothing special about cravings. For some reason, they have it on this list. They do have the buffet at the Aria, which I highlighted. The last one they had is the buffet at the Wynn, which looks very nice as well. Um, if I just want to eat quick and run, I typically end up at the Luxor buffet, and I try to go uh, not at the most popular breakfast hours. So you're either going to find me there pretty early, like 7.15, 7.30, or you're going to find me there more for brunch. If you start getting into that 9, even 10 o'clock window, a lot of the families start to roll in, and you can be waiting in a long, long line. Now, a pro tip, if you go to Vegas, I've been playing this this game on my phone and Facebook as well. And I promise it's not like Farmville or anything like that. You get real life rewards out of it. It's called My Vegas. And it's through the uh, MGM or MGM properties. And uh, you need to get an M Life card. And I suggest playing this game on Facebook, and then they have some phone apps as well. And it's all free if you want to start out. Yes, you can pay, and full disclosure, over the five or six years that I've had this card, I've paid about $200. And I have gotten, uh, I've 
as you play, you build up like loyalty points and you can, the more you play, the more of these gold coins that you get. And then you can uh, get free buffets and you can get tickets to shows and you can get hotel stays and you can even uh, do some gambling, whether it's slots or blackjack and you can get all sorts of stuff. So I highly recommend if you go to Vegas and you want to be a little bit thrifty and you can still spend on other stuff, but you can save on some of this stuff, do my Vegas. Um, I usually have like four rewards when I go now, and usually I'll do two of them on blackjack, and I'll essentially get like a free $25 every time I want to go and play blackjack uh, with each reward. And Sunday through Thursday, I can generally get a free hotel stay at a lot of MGM properties. Now, there's days that are blacked out, obviously. You need to look at their calendars. And sometimes you can only get one bed instead of a room with two beds. But I'm telling you it's worth it. And I have saved thousands of dollars and only spent 200 bucks for this over the course of the game. Just I've paid a little bit because I've wanted to get more rewards. They start you out with, you can use three in 30 days, basically. So in one trip, you can essentially use three rewards. I'm up to a point where I can use four. If you spend like five to 800 bucks, I've seen, you get five. And then if you spend a couple thousand dollars, you can get six rewards every 30 days. And to me, it's just not worth that much. But some of the other stuff that I've uh, done with my Vegas that I've gotten into for free is the Shark Reef Aquarium, which is pretty neat. And uh, that is at Mandalay Bay. And you can uh, check that out. And see, this is annoying. Come on, computer. You closed all my stuff that I was counting on here. Way to go. Um, let's see if I can just find my, my tabs here again, guys. And then I'll, I'll get going with you. Do, 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 do. See, it left all these open. That was nice of it but it conveniently closed all of my other fun stuff. Um, so I'm just going to try to do it out of memory now. We'll see how that goes. So Shark Reef Aquarium, it's it's not the biggest aquarium. It's not like a Shed Aquarium in Chicago, which is awesome. I haven't been to the aquarium out here, um, the Odyssey yet, but the nice thing is I get to go through my Vegas and it takes me about 20 or 30 minutes to go through. They've got some animals in there, some alligators, things like that, uh, piranhas, all kinds of fish, sharks. It's called Shark Reef. Of course they have sharks. Um, and I can whip through it in about 20 or 30 minutes. Jellyfish, lots of neat stuff to see there. Um, the other one that I highly recommend you check out is in the Mirage. It's uh, Siegfried and Roy's. I want to say it is called uh, The Secret Garden and Dolphin Habitat, I think. And that's in the Mirage. And that is certainly worth checking out as well. Um, so uh, if you don't get in for free, it's going to cost you about 20, 25 bucks. But they've got all sorts of big cats and you can get pretty close to them. Granted, they're behind uh, Kate, uh, fences. But you can get pretty close and check them out there. And uh, the dolphins as well. And 
uh, I'm not one to, you know, want to pet the dolphins and do that kind of stuff, but they do have some shows and, and you can, you know, pay extra and get to do some of that stuff. I just, I like to see the animals and I know some people think it's terrible that they're, you know, enclosed and that's, that's fine. You're, you're free to think it's terrible. I'm free to think it's, it's a neat thing to do. Uh, free things to do in Vegas, because who doesn't love free stuff? Bellagio Fountain, obviously, a must-check out every single time. Um, I'll usually go and hang out for uh, one or two songs, and then I'll split, but it's it's nice to see. Uh, this past time when I went, I was accosted by a nice uh, homeless person who uh, wanted my water, and he looked a little bit parched. I felt bad for him, but I too was thirsty, so I did not part with my water for this guy who I believe had had too much of whatever he was drinking at the Bellagio Fountain. Uh, the Mirage also has the Volcano, very cool to check out. And I think that only goes off like three times a night now. There are signs that you can check out for how often, but I want to say it's like 9, 10, and 11 o'clock at night. It's like on the hour. Uh, it used to go off more than that, but they've scaled it back. There used to be the free show at Treasure Island. That shut down years ago. Uh, the M&M Factory is still cool to kind of check out there down by uh, Planet Hollywood and that way. Um, so they've got the Coke store, the, the M&M store. That's uh, fun stuff to do. And I love to just walk around and just go through the casinos and just people watch. Uh, one of my uh, most memorable experiences, I was by the MGM, uh, not the MGM, the Mirage with a buddy. Slow down, Joe. If you just slow down, you make a lot more sense. I get talking too fast and then I say stupid stuff. Uh, I was at the Mirage with a friend and we were getting ready to walk into the Mirage and it's got this you know, long entrance that you have to walk down, kind of a sidewalk. And a, a lady of the night got very upset with me. We ended up not getting in a fight, but a bit of a war of words. Uh, she wanted me to uh, take her for the evening, I guess you could say. And I declined. I'm not into that activity. And I told her, I said, no, thank you. She got very mad at me, started screaming and yelling at me. And she actually didn't seem to be on any substances. She just got very upset at me that I said, no, thank you. Um, I guess either she's uh, used to not being told no or used to being yelled at uh, right back, and I wasn't going to do that. So I just told her no, and she tried to uh, walk right after me, and that ended up ending very poorly for her. But if you hang out in Vegas enough, you're going to see, uh, you know, uh, a prostitute or two. So <laughs> um, the link has the huge Ferris wheel which I will be checking out at some point. And there's also the Neon Sign Museum that this pastime I wanted to get to, and I just didn't get to get down there. I went to Madame Tussauds one time, if you want to check out wax figures. That's pretty neat. Another My Vegas thing that I got into there for free. Um, I just love to walk through the casinos, though. Caesars has a huge sports book that I like to get in and walk through. The Bellagio inside is very nice as well. Usually they have an exhibit done up in there. Um, all the hotels, just they're, they're a little something different. And there's times where usually I'll stay in either Vidara or Aria is where I like to stay, typically Vidara. And the nice thing is, is there's no casino in the Vidara. And there's a lot of European people who stay there. 
And with no casino, it cuts down on the foot traffic a little bit. But then I'll walk from Vidara, and I should mention too, when I go to Vegas, I typically drive. So I have my car. But I'll uh, walk from Vidara down to Wynn and the Encore and just just check out the properties as I go. And, um, you know, my favorite casino to check out on the inside is Bellagio if it's not super packed and crowded with Asian tourists. It can get a little crazy at certain times of the year. Um, but Bellagio, very cool. Um, what my friends call my home casino, Excalibur, because uh, I used to be incredibly cheap back in the day. Um, I just like to walk through all of them. They all have a little different and unique character, but Bellagio would be my favorite. Uh, MGM, not nearly as classy as what I hear it used to be. Uh, the first time I went to Vegas, they still had the Tigers inside there. Siegfried and Roy weren't still performing, but you could go into the MGM and see the exhibit with the Tigers. They've since taken that out of there, and now they've got that... that uh, place down at the Mirage that I mentioned where you can see some of Siegfried and Roy's Tigers, but um, the MGM just is not as nice as what it used to be. Hold on. Time for a sip of water for Joe, and, and I will come back and pontificate. One second. Okay. That was, that was nice and relaxing there. Good water. Okay. Um, so shows in Vegas... I wouldn't say I've been to all of them by any means, but I've been to quite a few. I have seen every Cirque du Soleil that Vegas currently has to offer and Zarkana, which used to be at Aria, which I got into thanks to my Vegas for free, um, except for I have not been to Mystere, which is in the Tropicana, and I have not been to O, which is at the Bellagio. But of the ones that I have seen... I haven't. Uh, I should also say they have a new one called Run, which I believe is at Luxor, that I have not seen as well, but I've heard terrible reviews of it. It's a live action thriller, and I've heard it's kind of cheesy and more for kids than anything else. Um, I haven't seen a bad Cirque du Soleil show. Uh, here is my review of them. Uh, I won't try to rank them. I I should have but I didn't think to do that before we got going here. So just here's my thoughts as I scroll through and look at the Cirque shows in Vegas. Uh, Zumanity, which is at... Oh, see, now I need to bring up my map with all my properties, and I can tell you where each of these are. Uh, Zumanity is at uh, New York, New York. And see, now i got to get back to here. Um, it's... Zumanity is adult-themed, not for the kids, and there is uh, certainly an element of sexuality to it. It's very fun. There's also, you know, the typical kind of Cirque stuff with the uh, gymnastics and the, the uh, circus element, if you will. Um, it was very good. I would say if you're going with a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, significant other, somebody who you're hoping will be your girlfriend or boyfriend and you want to get in the mood, Zumanity is a tremendous show. If you're just going with a buddy, probably not the show to see. Um, but all of these I would check out at least once. Uh, Run, as I mentioned, I believe is at 
the Luxor. Haven't heard good things. Oh, I have not been to, but I know it's entirely water-based. Aquatic world of acrobatics and lyrical theater is what they say about Oh. And uh, tickets are not cheap. They start at 100 bucks, and it's one of those things where... Uh, the ticket's going to actually run you more like 150 because of all the fees and all of that jazz. And I almost went last time I was out there, but I wasn't going to pay $150 for the worst O show. Um, but it, it's definitely on my list of shows to see out there. Um, so Mystere, I don't know much about. I think it was one of, if not the, first Cirque du Soleil show out there. And I know it's at Treasure Island as well. Tickets start at around seventy bucks. Um, but it's on my list of shows to see as well because I haven't seen it. Ka, I have been to a couple times, and Ka is inside the MGM. Tickets start at seventy bucks, and Ka is up there. I would say for the Vegas Cirque du Soleil shows. It's probably my second favorite show because it tells a story from start to finish. And once you've seen it once, you don't need to go back. I've, I've seen it twice and, and you pick up some different stuff, but it's got, you know, all the gymnastics, aerobics, all the, the cool stuff that you can see in a show. But it tells a full story from start to finish. Now, unfortunately, Zarkana, which was the first Cirque du Soleil show I've ever seen, uh, is is gone, and that was in the Aria. And what was so nice about it is they let people take uh, pictures, which typically the Cirque du Soleil sh- shows say, no, no, don't do that. Uh, we don't allow it. But since Zarkana was shutting down, they let everybody there take the photography, and it was just such a cool show, and it's tough to top that in my book. The other one that I would say it's, to me, it's between that Zarkana show that I saw and then the Beatles Love, which, you know, is all Beatles songs and uh, kind of pays homage to them and everything they do. Uh, that was exceptional as well. And I want to say that that is now let's just I'm going to check this for you. I think it's in the Mirage. Don't quote me on that. Let's see. here. Yes, it is. Um, so. I thoroughly enjoyed the Beatles show as well. And a couple times ago when I went out there, I went to see Michael Jackson's One, which is in Mandalay Bay. And I enjoyed it. It was good. I love Michael Jackson's music. I despise the legacy that Michael Jackson has left behind um, of, you know, alleged child abuse. And I tend to think that is true. And it's tough not to think about that for me. But the show is very good, and the music and the act go together great. Um, So if you can get past the things that Michael Jackson is accused of, uh, you'll have a phenomenal time. And when I went, the audience was really into it. It was a lot of foreign people who love Michael Jackson's music. Um, luckily, there was you know nobody heckling, doing anything like that. So it was awesome to check out. Some other shows that I have seen. I saw David Copperfield at the MGM Grand, and I came away highly disappointed. He's a great mu- musician. <laughs> 
<laughs> musician. He's not a mu- musician. He is a magician. Uh, he is a fantastic magician. And I just found his show to be very hokey and geared a little too much towards kids. Um, but it, it was worth seeing once to be able to say that I went. Um can close some of these windows now. I saw Blue Man Group with my dad, actually. I saw them in Phoenix once as well, and they're at the Luxor now. They've bounced around from a few different properties, and they're fun. If you're just looking for something fun and simple to do, uh, the Blue Man Group is a, you know, music, and they do stuff with color, and I enjoy their songs. They're all kind of up-tempo, and you can get very into them. Matt Franco is another, not a musician, but a magician. And he's in the Link Hotel, and he won America's Got Talent years ago. And I saw his show with my mom when I was out there, and it's since won a Best of Vegas award. And I would say it was substantially better than David Copperfield. He does some up-close magic. He does some big kind of what I'll call theatric stuff. And I love the magician kind of aspect. I've seen The Amazing Jonathan. That was the first act I saw in Vegas, and that was at the now-closed Sahara, and he was kind of a stupid magician. So he would uh, tell jokes, and he wanted his—he intentionally have his, his magic go awry as he would perform it, and that was a lot of fun to see as well. Um, I still have a shirt from his act— so that was cool. Uh, do, do, do. What else do I have here? Other things in Vegas. Um, Shin Lim, another America's Got Talent winner. I want to see him. He focuses on close-up magic. And his show is at the Terry Fader Theater at the Mirage, I believe. And I would love to see him at some point because I, I like the show America's Got Talent and I enjoy Magicians. Musicians are cool. Uh, If I could see Lady Gaga, if she was performing out there at some point, I would do that. Um, So that's, for the most part, kind of the stuff that I do when I go to Vegas and the stuff that I like to check out. Um, Obviously, um, one more thing I should mention. If you're still looking to get kind of the casino feel, but you don't want to be right on the strip, and you don't want to pay a premium price. You can get a nice cheap meal down at my good friends at the South Point. My buddy and I go to the Steak and Shake quite a bit when we check out the South Point, and they've got a lot of restaurants inside the South Point. Uh, they've got a buffet, which is it's fine. It's, uh, it's not going to kill you if you eat there. They've got a cafe as well, which has very cheap, very good food. Um, and then they've got pricier stuff. They've got a nice Asian restaurant called Zenshin. Uh, they've got an Italian restaurant, Don Vito's, Prime Rib Restaurant, uh, primarily. Uh, a Mexican restaurant. Uh, they've got Michael's Gourmet Room. They've got the Silverado Steakhouse. They have a lot of restaurants inside the South Point. There's also a movie theater at the South Point. I think there is a bowling alley in the South Point. Um They have rodeo stuff at times there, and I know they have uh, classic car stuff once in a while at the South Point. Um, They have basketball tournaments once in a while. So the South Point has a lot of different things to check out as well, and that's way on the south end of the Strip, about 
three miles south of Mandalay Bay, I would say. So the South Point is worth checking out as well. Uh, that that wraps it up. Next time I'm going to focus on slowing down a little bit, maybe having a few more notes in front of me, and then I will not need to bebop around so many different things as I look at uh, what to do and what's going on in Vegas. If you do go up there, please let me know what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. I'm always looking for new stuff to check out. Uh, I want to see the Golden Knights as well. I have not seen them play at T-Mobile Arena. I've looked at tickets a few times, but I'm not going to pay 200 bucks for an upper-level upper hockey ticket. A friend of mine told me that the best move is to wait until the day before or the day of the game, and then at times you can get a cheaper ticket if you want to go. I would also tell you in general if you go a, when a crappier team is in town, like Ottawa or just a team that's fan base doesn't necessarily travel great, like Florida as well, you can probably get cheaper tickets. But people always want to go to Vegas and always want to check out the hockey stuff because it's still pretty dang new. I think they're in their third year this season, second or third season. Uh, so they haven't been around very long. Uh, Vegas now has a WNBA franchise. They have minor league baseball. I'm convinced that in the next few years, they are going to have a Major League Baseball team. I think they're definitely going to have an NBA team, and the Raiders are going to be out there next season. So Vegas is adding sports. You know, they've got hockey now. They're going to have NFL. They're just going to keep adding, and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I'm convinced they'll have all four sports, and that will make the things like My Vegas tougher to use because the whole reason that it exists is because the— MGM property casinos want to get people in their rooms on the the less attractive nights. So it's very tough to get Friday and Saturday night deals on the hotels uh, through the MGM properties. But Sunday through Thursday, there's still quite a few. I'd say every month they usually have days when you can get in there for at least a couple days. And I like to use typically Sunday, Monday. And I use those as just kind of a nice little retreat and uh, recharge my batteries and do my thing. So uh, that is episode two of Out of the Hat. Again, if you go to Vegas, please let me know. You can hit me up on all sorts of social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, uh, J-O-E-H-U-I-Z-E-N-G-A on uh, Facebook, Joe Heisinga. You can check me out there. Uh, Twitter, at Joe Heisinga. Again, H-U-I-Z-E-N-G-A. Instagram, Joe Heisinga, too. Uh, don't have a Snapchat yet. Don't think I'll ever get one. But Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, let me know. Just if you go there, let me know what you do, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. And keep sending me your ideas. I want questions. I want, uh, it could just be a general topic. It could be a very specific question. If you have something that you're curious for my thoughts on or just in general, you want to get people discussing more something, whatever it is, shoot it my way. could be totally random, could be incredibly specific, could be one question, could be a topic that has a bunch of different questions. I'm happy to dive into all sorts of different things. So I am Joe Heisinga, episode two, out of the hat. 